Salutations, suckheads. You're listening to Zero to Zero, a podcast currently about Blade 2, but next week it will be about Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. I'm Bloodfucker. I'm Methuselah. And I'm Dr. Cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure if you were going to use that one. The internet told me that was a cool nickname, and I believe it. This is is our first episode on Blade 2, a badass fucking movie for badass motherfuckers. Hell yeah, yeah. brother. Yow! Should we explain explain the bit, or should we just keep keep it rolling? I think they get it. This is the movie where we meet a bunch of guys with cool nicknames. And you just met three more. (laughs) That's right. Ourselves. Uh, this is Blade 2 from 2002, written by David S. Goyer and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Thank Hell you, yeah. David and Guillermo. What do we think of it so far? Thanks, guy. Oh, it's badass. It is It is pretty badass. It's a little badass. Yeah, it, it's... it's ah! There's a lot... What are you screaming? Sorry, I just uh, accidentally kicked some cans I had. Um, <laughs> it made a lot of noise. Okay. Um, well, don't keep your cans next to your feet. That's the, where they live. Stop kicking near your cans. That's where they live. There's a lot of fighting in this first section. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is great. I don't have to do anything for myself. Exactly. Yeah. You have yeah. to That's summarize every move. <laughs> and then he punches with his left hand. And then he punches with his right hand. <laughs> and then he spins around. And then he jumps. Yeah. I liked it. I I was surprised because I had read that this movie got mixed reviews compared to the first one, but I'm like this is this feels very in line with the first one to me. Mhm. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's got the sequel thing where um it has to have everything that the other movie had but more. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, we had to get to know Blade in the first movie and now we don't have to get to know him because we already know him, so we can just see him fight and do his badass fighting and swishing and whipping yeah which is fine with me i mean if i have one criticism of the movie so far i they they bring back whistler i Mm -hmm. i wasn't sure because i saw his name in the credits uh before yeah i wasn't sure if he was going to be in flashbacks no they do bring him back I feel like, I like that, the way they bring him back, though. I don't care. I, I think it's fine. It just, it feels very obvious that they were not planning on doing that in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely but, like a. It's not quite a ret. It's a retcon in spirit, if not in letter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which it's just fine. I I I'm excited for more of it, though. It's I'm I'm liking the action so far. I mm-hmm. think the. The tone is basically identical to the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes is great as always. Yes, fantastic. He's almost he's if anything better in this one. I have. I don't know that we really talked about it much in the first movie, but I am really loving the Blade smile. Yes, every time <gasps> yes. he smiles, it's he's it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's like a smile xy to me it, it fills me <laughs> with joy it's it's, it's like it's, a smile xy if kyle xy was doing it at someone who he had just cut their head off yeah <laughs> wesley snipes's smile as blade is very um <laughs> like the, a very sexy ride deep laugh we can love- pretend that that's what i just did <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know, there's something... It's very sexy like I am all the time. Right, he, right, he's right, right. like, 
He's like he's charming and not annoying. It's a little uh, smirk, but you can tell he really is enjoying it. Like he could have so easily been annoying, but he's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like when he does his little when he goes pulls up like skids up to the car, looks in his reflection, does a little kiss. I know. Oh my god. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. I love that. Also, yes. I don't remember if I knew that Norman Reedus was in this, and what a delight to see I him. Did, I have I to did assume say that last time that Norman Reedus was in this. We so. did Maybe say I didn't that, hear yeah. you or forgot that you said it. I have to assume, though, that this is Hideo Kojima's favorite movie. Yes, I have to assume. <laughs> so. uh, shall I summarize this part of the film? Yes. Uh, please do. All right. Uh, we start in Prague at a blood bank, parentheses, normal. Mm-hmm. The, they let you give as the, much as you want the blood bank administrated by full-on nazis in nazi uniforms uh-huh. uh lead a sickly looking man with a hood on downstairs past a room where people in hazmat suits are mopping up piles and piles of blood off the floor and he says Next to big barrels Great. of blood yeah uh and they say that his blood is very interesting and then they lock him in a room with a creep with an apron and they they put him on a chair, and the creep with the apron reveals his fangs and puts on a, a needle glove and says, we're going to enjoy this. And then he says, not as much as I will. And his face goes all fucked up, and he starts eating them and spraying blood all over the place. And then he looks in the security camera and says, I hate vampires, and weird, weird worms jump out of his mouth. Yes, those Uh-oh. are his tongues. This guy is all weird. He's got a chessy. Blade gives a little bit of a uh, opening narration, giving us his origin story, but crucially, we learn that it's been two years since the first movie, and Whistler actually survived and turned into a vampire and was taken away, and now Blade is hunting him down to try to kill him. Mm-hmm. He chases a bunch of vampires around. I think that this is maybe also in Prague. I'm not really sure. Blah, 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 blah. Action, good. We like it. Eventually, he gets to their headquarters where they are, in fact, keeping Whistler. Then he kills a bunch more of them, and then he finds Whistler in a Star Wars back-to-tank I was going to say, a blood back-to-tank. He lets Whistler out, he prepares a steak, but then they make eye contact, and he changes his mind, and he takes Whistler home. We meet Norman Reedus, a weed-smoking mechanic who has replaced Whistler at the garage that uh, Blade uses as his base. Uh, Norman is very shocked. Oh, Norman's name is Scud, excuse me. Scud is very shocked that Blade did not kill Whistler. That's not like you. You hate suckheads. Blade gives Whistler a, a little injection that's supposed to cure him. Uh, it, he describes thanks, Karen. it. Thanks, Karen. She's not in this one, but thanks, nope. Karen. Uh, he describes it as like a detox for a heroin addict that will make him go cold turkey in one night. So the plan is leave him in this leave him locked in this little room in the morning open the blinds and see if he gets incinerated and mm-hmm. he does and he doesn't and Whistler is fine and he's normal again yay mm-hmm. yay Ooh. uh he he catches Whistler up they they Whistler and Scud have conflict Whistler's like this this stupid dumbass he's he's using my tools working on my car ah this sucks Scud is watching Powerpuff Girls, meanwhile. This sucks. Oh, I hate this. Scud, Scud's just here to have fun. I like him. I That's like my him, opinion. too. I'm editorializing. I'm so sorry. No, uh, saying that you like him is, a, is just stating a fact about the movie. Unless I'm lying. Unless you're lying. 
But then some vampires approach, and all the alarms start going off, and the vampires, they acrobatics into the room very quietly, and then they drop down, and Whistler starts attacking them, so they start fighting back. There's a very cool fight scene with these ninja vampires, until one of them finally is like, hold on, hold on, hold on, we just came to talk to you. We're Whistler, your friend attacked us, so we got mad. Sorry about that. Let's just stop fighting. And then they do. And they explain that they were here on behalf of the vampire nation's ruling body to offer a truce. Because there's something loose on the streets that's worse than Blade. And they take him to their headquarters. They meet the president of vampires, who is a freak-ass magician (laughs) named Eli. He's so fucking fucked up. he's goopy. They also introduce Eli's lawyer familiar, uh, and there's a great lawyer joke, classic, Mm -hmm. we love it, and he explains that, uh, basically, as Karen alluded to in the first one, vampirism in this universe is just a, it's just a virus. It's just a scientific virus. It's a very unfortunate disease. But, but the virus has mutated, and they're calling it the Reaper strain, and it creates vampires that eat vampires, and they I mean, have to smoking eat. smoking that, you know, Norman Reedus is smoking that Reaper strain. I hope not. <laughs> That's going to cause some real problems later. Uh, so the guy that we saw in the beginning of the movie is named Jared Nomack. He's patient zero of the Reaper strain, and he's already created, I think they say, about a dozen other Reaper vampires and they need to feed hours. so much more often than normal vampires. They're like, we need to stop this before it gets completely out of control. Uh, and they explain that they have spent the past two years training an elite vampire squad called the Blood Pack, who have really cool nicknames that they've been working on for two years. And the Blood <laughs> Pack was originally intended to kill Blade, but now they're mm-hmm. like, well, we should team up with Blade. So Blade is actually going to be the leader of the Blood Pack and go hunting for Jared Nomack but he doesn't trust them, and he probably shouldn't, because they absolutely want to kill him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Blade meets the Blood Pack. We get some cool nicknames. We get Lighthammer, Verlaine, Priest, Snowman, Chupa, and Reinhardt. Reinhardt is Ron Perlman, and he is and really Snowman, accurate to Blade. Well, so Blade... Snowman is, I think it, it, Snowman's Donnie Yen, which is pretty... Yes, yes, also, also worth noting. Uh, but I did want to talk specifically about Reinhardt, because Reinhardt's the one who we see the most of in this part. Mm-hmm. Reinhardt gets all in his face and he's trying to he's trying to like establish dominance over Blade, but Blade mm-hmm. is like perfect. I was hoping to establish dominance over all of you. So he takes mm-hmm. the opportunity to put a silver nitrate bomb onto the back of Reinhardt's head and he says if anyone messes with it, it will explode and I will be keeping the detonator on me at all times and I will not hesitate to use it if you are not following my orders good enough and also being nice to me and shining my shoes and stuff like that. And the blood pack says, what are we? Some kind of silver side squad? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Blade says, well, the, if we're looking for a guy who feeds on vampires, we should go where vampires go. So they go to a vampire nightclub. Uh, Whistler introduces us to all of their cool guns. He goes on top of a building with a garlic sniper rifle while they go inside because he's not a vampire anymore. They go into the club. It's really freaky and ridiculous. There's like vampires, (laughs) like making out with razor blades in their mouths there's one person is getting like an inside the skin massage with her back cut open or something. Yeah. Just weird vampire shit. Yep. 
This freak show. Uh, we get an incredibly good shot of Blade standing with his arms crossed in the middle of the dance floor, not moving. <laughs> and then we pan down and see that under the floor, there are five or six Reaper vampires waiting to jump up and fuck shit up. Suck and that's where we're ending it yeah. for this week. Mm-hmm. Suck yes. shit up, more like. Hey. <laughs> Suck shit up. Oh my god. Uh... Yeah, Skid it's good. To... I I like how freaky the Reaper vampires are. They're uh-huh. not just like vampires, but more like, like they the... have weird like face holes and stuff. They got they got chussies. They got chin they... pussies. Yeah, they do got chussies. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah, they have a they have a line in their their chin, and uh, the this vampire splits open when they go mad, and they like do go mad. Yeah, uh, the yeah, vampire no, lady at the blood bank at the beginning is like, do you want to tell us how you got that little scar on your chin? And he's like, no, okay, <laughs> not really. This is such a, this was, this was so not surprising of a reveal. Cause it's, he's like, oh, I'm just a very poor person looking to sell my blood. I hope these people don't take advantage of me. And he oh, looks like a Scandinavian no. model and he has no eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a freak. He, he's like, he, he looks like a skull. Yeah, and he's wearing the hood of evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a big hood on, and it's yeah because if it was a if it was a unassuming hood for an innocent person, it would be small and the size of his head. But this one is big and <laughs> big and wide and mm-hmm. triangular, big, wide like and a hat person. of innocence. Yes, hood of innocence. That was the other guy. The other guy was wearing the hat of innocence. Yeah, the other guy who's like, oh hey, you're here to give blood. I love coming here and giving blood, and he just. Pulls out a jar of jar blood. Of blood and he said dope. he's like they'll buy it from anyone. They'll buy they'll buy whatever kind, even from by the jar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this blood bank is really weird, but they give me money. They give you cash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. And I guess, <laughs> I guess the fact that the blood bank is so cool with whatever blood you'll give them is why everyone is totally chill with the fact that this is the most ominous building that anything has oh, ever yeah. happened in. Oh, yeah. I know. It's, it's so- super fucked. Like- the hall she leads him down to be like, oh, your test results were very strange, is so large. It's like not just really long, but also extremely high ceilings and very wide. Like, oh, we set up a blood bank in the former catacombs. Yeah, I think I remember actually fighting my way through this building in Wolfenstein. <laughs> <laughs> and why are they, yeah, why are they fully just, like, in, like, are we the baddies style outfit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they were dressed like Nazis. Yeah, why are they Nazis? <laughs> it's, not, it's not even in Germany. No. Just so that we really don't feel bad when he eats them all. I mean, they they crack down pretty hard, specifically on Nazis in Germany. So I that's true. Say but that these are vampires. Uh, it's also true. But they're they're what, pretty. What's tolerant the government going to do to them? Yeah, they're pretty right. tolerant towards don't, vampires. Don't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it speaks to the confidence of these vampires that they just lead him right past a room where, where there's like blood Nothing just up. all over the floor being mopped up. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that would have made this more suspicious is if, if the people who were cleaning it up were just licking it off the floor. I mean, he's, yeah. not, he's not coming out of this one. Like, in there, care, in yeah. the, like No, I mean, this is very much like a phishing scam. It's like, we want the people, anyone who actually makes it this far, we want to know that they are just the most credulous people we could find. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't want anybody who asks. Oh, I guess somebody spilled a big box of blood all over the floor. 
It also, this is reckless. I mean, like, I guess vampires are disgusting and they probably would lick dirty blood off the floor. But, like, if it's food to them, why are they just splashing it around? I mean... I don't know. I really am fascinated to know what the hell we're supposed to think happened in that room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the way that they consume blood, we get a lot of blood drugs in this part, which I Mm -hmm. really liked to see. They're, like, snorting blood cocaine. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. red powder. I loved the blood coke. It was so good. I was screaming. Yeah. So Um, uh, after the blood bank scene, Blade catches us us up on everything. And um, immediately, like, he's like, oh, I should have finished Whistler off, but now I'm hunting him. And I I mean... I mean, I don't know how you could finish him off more than he already finished himself off. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is Blade was like, I should have done it, but I let him do it. And I really thought this was just like a retcon. And I was like, you know what? Okay. If you're going to do it, do it in the first 20 seconds of the movie. Like, just tell... You know what? This is the... This is the situation of the movie and not what you think happened from the end of the last one. I was very okay with it. Yeah. I mean, wait. But then it actually even... Were you thinking that he did shoot himself? Or uh, that, that Blade did shoot him? No, I uh, I mean, it, you're supposed to assume that he kill, he shoots himself in the head and dies uh. at the end of the first movie, right? And then it's like, this one, it's like, no, a different thing happened, and he didn't, uh, he didn't die from that. Yeah, and I guess, like, okay. I guess thinking about it, like, if he was already vampified... Like, we don't see a scene where Blade gets back to the garage. I guess it's feasible that he shot himself in the head, not realizing that he would recover from it. And Mm -hmm. when Blade got back, he was gone. I guess, actually, I think that is fine. I guess it doesn't really conflict with anything we already saw. Yeah. I I felt like it did, but I guess it doesn't. That's fine. Whatever. Anyway, Whistler... Whistler's not doing great. We find out later... That the people who took him away, who I don't think we really got any clear indication of, like, who this faction of vampires is. They just call themselves the Vampire Nation. But I I don't think it even is the Vampire Nation who took him. It's just, like, a gang of, like, no, Eastern Europeans. Oh, right. Sorry. Oh, yeah. This is a totally different. Yeah, these are the guys with the little, um, little oval sunglasses. Yeah. And apparently what they've been doing is they just, like, took Whistler... And they've just been torturing him to death, then filling him with blood in a Bacta tank, and then doing mm-hmm. it again yeah. for yes. two years, which is the pretty gnarly. The sick fucks. Those sick fucks. But, I mean, they are. They are. The vampires are extremely twisted in this movie. They like, are. even more so than in the first movie. I like that. Yeah. It's like, you know what? We actually don't have to feel bad about this at all. They are they also. And I think that this this is another one of those things that I'm just so, like, sick of the way that movies are these days. That the scene where the vampire president, Eli Magician, is like, uh, I we owe you a great thanks for taking care of Deacon Frost. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. continuity. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Continuity win as always. Yes. Continuity wins again. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just so annoyed still at the way that uh, Ghost Rider Two worked. <laughs> it's yes, just like oh, this is the same universe. Thank you. I know. I was like, I was so annoyed because like he, they're bringing him into the like vampire castle or wherever they are, the the vampire nation's headquarters, and I'm like, this looks totally fucking different than where Deacon Frost was based out of. Like, what are they doing? And then yeah, and then they say like, we are a different group than that. 
we are in charge now that he is dead. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it sure would have sucked if he had done his thing. Right. Thank God he didn't. Thanks, yeah. Blade. Anyway, Thanks, Blade. we do want you dead. Uh, mm-hmm. The Let's talk about the scene where he's chasing the vampires to look for Whistler. He's yes. like... He's, like, running down an alley with an Uzi full of silver bullets just, like, spraying and incinerating uh everyone. Yes. Uh, They die even more epically now in this movie. It's it's pretty over the top. It's, like, (laughs) it takes longer. It's good. Yeah, that's true. In the first one, when they get hit with the silver bullets, they really do just go, like, and they're gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Now they it's kind of a slower burn. Um, So you can see the skeleton and the flames and the skin sloughing off. I really liked when two of the ones that he's chasing, they, like, slide down a fire escape, and then a third uh-huh. one goes down, but he just, like, eats shit at the bottom, and then Blade, like, jumps down after him, and we get, like, a fucking Batman-style, like, swooping around camera shot as he as he jumps off the fire escape. I love that shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. The first two, I think, slide down, and they, like, have gloves, and then the third one doesn't have gloves, yeah. so he's trying, and he's, he's just, like, burning up his hands, and he's <laughs> That's like, That's right, you see his hands are like, ah, as they go down. That's right. Um, what does he do? He, like... Me, when I like, try to do a cool stunt. <laughs> he, like, backflips 20 feet in the air and, like, lands on one of the guy's motorcycles and, like, garrots him with a silver chain. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, this oh, was... This, this is the... where he he then lands on the motorcycle and like skids it to a stop next to a car, and he looks in this car's side mirror and blows himself a kiss. Yeah, <laughs> it's good so to love good. yourself. <laughs> yes, Blaine Karen has high self esteem. It's great, and now he yes, he has high self esteem. It's he deserves it. Ugh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, this was the scene in the movie where I went, oh yeah, the Matrix did come out around this time. <laughs> <laughs> the with all the yeah. there's so much flipping and flipping and and swooshing. I'm not complaining. He has uh he has bladerangs that he throws. I I think he had those in the first, but I don't think he used them very often. Oh, you know what? He definitely he in a used circle. It, he definitely used it at the blood rave when he mm-hmm. yeah he throws it in a circle and it's just everyone on the yeah. the arc. Um, so he kills all of the vampires except for one that he's fighting. Rush and it happens, is his name. It happens to be Rush, yes, who has, like, long hair despite having the top of his head is, like, fully shiny, bald. Um, and he has a feather boa for some reason. I like Rush. No explanation. Rush just is a silly man. thought we'd zhuzh up he's his a costume a little man. bit. Uh, I love it. And, yeah, Blade, like, interrogates him with the... I think he, like, flipped one of their motorcycles, and now the the wheel is, like, spinning really fast, and he's like, I'm going mm-hmm. to sand off your face if you yep. don't tell me mm-hmm. where Whistler is. Yeah. So he, this is where Rush provides a little bit more explanation of, the, like, the exactly retconning that they were doing. So he says, Whistler shot himself, then he turned, we just keep him alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and he he keep, he doesn't end up sanding Rush's face off. He takes he him not. to their to the vampire HQ where Poor we see Rush. one of them snorting blood cocaine. Rush Rush survives this whole encounter. Rush he comes does. out looking yes. pretty good. It's and so funny what happens I, to him. Yeah did you did you see him at the club? Yes, I did. <laughs> where he's just like, oh shit, and he, oh, just, shit. he just looks no. at Blade. He's like, hi, ooh, I need to leave. Oh, oh my god, yeah, way, sir. Thank it's you. It's so sorry. funny. Yeah, yeah. So Blade brings him into... So there's these European um, 
vampires. I mean, I, I guess the, I shouldn't specify that any of them are European because it's in Europe, but um, they look very European and they have the little oval, small oval sunglasses. Which, as you know, the all, as all Europeans wear, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In the European style, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the European in the, style. In the, in the continental style. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they're, sn- they're snorting blood cocaine. And, in the continental uh, style. <laughs> in the continental style. And they hear a knock on the door, and uh, Rush is like, you gotta let me in, it's me, Rush. And they open the door, Blade is using him as a human shield, as a, as vampire, a vampire shield. shield. Excuse me, yeah. yeah. As an inhuman shield. And he- Rush is like, guys, don't shoot, it's me. <laughs> but they just do anyway. <laughs> He gets mm-hmm. shot in the chest like 15 times and every time he's just like, God damn it, stop. <laughs> he, he, they like, Blade like is running and like throws him or something in the hallway later and the guy's like, ah, oh, it's not silver, but it still hurts. It still fucking hurts to get shot in the chest. I love once, once Blade like gets into that hallway and Rush is like standing in the corner behind him. And Blade is just, like, Batman Arkham game style, like, alternating between, uh, like, attacking and killing the other vampires and just punching Rush in the dick a bunch of times to keep to keep subduing <laughs> yeah. him over and over. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Rush, like, gets up and looks like he might leave, Blade just, like, turns Punch- around and punches him in the stomach. The it's, like, it's like in uh, Birds of Prey where they're, like, hitting the driver, like, hitting the driver and then hitting the guy in the back seat and then hitting the driver and then, <laughs> like... He's like swip, swapping just like back re-upping his stun timer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I do this have was... to say, as ever, God, I love a fight scene where I can see what the fuck is happening. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah. Guillermo. Uh, there's so much swish and flip in this one. Um, I did also like that uh, these um, these vampires are either you know like regular level, not really rich guys or they watch the first they listen to the first um the episodes that we did uh about blade where you said sam why do the vampires have silver bullets because then if their guns get stolen from them it it can be used to kill them these Mm -hmm. vampires don't have silver bullets they just have regular bullets Mm -hmm. and thank god because if they did then (laughs) poor rush wouldn't have been able to use rush as a as a meat shield they would have just incinerated him and then killed blade (laughs) exactly yeah I this okay. This is I love I love that he leaves Rush alive because it's just funny. But uh-huh. It is very out of character that Blade, once he like finds the room that uh Whistler is in, he just turns to Rush and is like, catch you later, and he just leaves Rush alone to live. Yes. I know. He that he is makes not very in character for Blade. No, no, but I do like that I do like it, it's the thong thong. Th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thong. Yeah, I mean, Blade says to him, if you show, if you take me to where Whistler is, I will just consider you a loose thread. And I was like, isn't the point of loose threads that to tie them you off. have to tie them off? Like, yeah, aren't you just well, saying- Well, presumably I- that means that in the third act, he's like, Rush is just gonna get caught in the crossfire and die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like it though. I like yeah, that he leaves too. Rush alive, even though it's not the kind of thing he would have done in the first movie. I don't nah. know his character. Yeah. Cares. He's, he's always been a softie. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't want to kill anybody he doesn't have to. Well, speaking of which, he doesn't mm-hmm. kill Whistler in the next scene. No. Yeah. Whistler's in a big tank. Uh, you know what? I was calling it a blood back to tank. I think he is floating in water. Yeah, but it's, it's still a blood ri- back to tank. It's lit red from behind. Though. Yeah, there's so like looks... red neon lights inside I, 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 the tank. I, I think that's more to do with the fact that they probably couldn't 
put we it didn't in want to waste <laughs> that much food coloring. Yeah. <laughs> and stain Chris Christopherson, yeah. Oh, that's true. Chris Christopherson would have died. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he lets him out. He, like, moves his hand over to, like, one of his, like, steak bullet things. But then they, like, look each other in the eyes and he's like, hmm. Yeah. I like ste- it. Mm, steak bullet. I wish someone would shoot a steak bullet right into my mouth. <laughs> nom 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 nom. I'm gonna open what a blade themed restaurant and order like sell steak tips, but call them that. This here, this bullets. joke won't work. Would okay. would the steak bullet come out the back? Like it out like that? I'll cut oh, that. Out it would back. come out. It would steak come out my bullet. ass eventually. Yeah. So anyway, I'll cut that. So blade. <laughs> no, don't. It's good. Out out back steak tip. Out back of my ass. Out back of my butt, where I ate the steak from. Nope. So, no, no, no. Steak, steak not, doesn't go in that way. It just comes not, out that Yeah, way. the food doesn't go in there at all. We keep, I didn't mean to say that. How many times will I need to teach you this fucking lesson? <laughs> I'll figure it out eventually. Just let me try it a couple more times. All right. I think it's more nutritious, though. No, not the ear! <laughs> okay, there's nothing wrong with putting food in your ear. There is something wrong with putting. You're gonna get an ear infection, and it's not. You're not gonna like it. Uh, you're gonna get an ear infection. Uh. Fuck you! Don't fucking. Uh, I like yeah. to enjoy my food with all five senses. Right. Let's move on. Blade drives Whistler back to the garage. It, mm-hmm. it, this isn't the same garage, right? Surely this. No, is No, this is a European garage. Yeah, but he does. He does remember what made Whistler so great, which was that he was always pouring gasoline around cars and <laughs> lighting cigarettes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I want somebody who does no regard for fire safety uh, to work on cars around me to help me with my <laughs> vampire hunting. And I genuinely Josh, don't know AKA whether Norman we're Reedus is like, I got like, this sick for you. I genuinely don't know whether we're in L.A. or or Europe anymore. There's a there's a very tenuous sense of place here, just because nobody like you just have people speaking with British or American accents all the time. Yeah, uh, there's nobody they, like who's like outwardly, you know, vocally European. Well, Rush they specifically doesn't speak told at all. us at the beginning of the movie that it was Prague, so I'm just going to assume that it's Prague until otherwise stated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rush Rush is fully subtitled. He never speaks English. Yeah, but he's the only one. Yes, but he is the most important. It's true. He is the he's the specialist boy. Life. I like how uh, uh, Whistler in the first movie was always listening to really loud, like, what was it, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival or something? Yes, Creedence, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, but Norman, it, Scud, sorry, I was calling him Norman in my notes at this point because we didn't know his name. Scud is listening to a lot of, like, like really loud hip-hop, and mm-hmm. Whistler, once he once he becomes a person again, is just like, ugh. He's like, uh, he's listening yeah. to hip-hop, he's smoking weed, and he's watching Powerpuff Girls. Is he really? Have you, did you, you not see? He was watching he's Powerpuff watching Girls? Powerpuff Girls twice in this. There are multiple scenes where he's watching, he watching Powerpuff Girls. He loves Powerpuff Girls. Oh my gosh. Which makes sense because this is a, uh, this is a made by New Line, which is a Time Warner subsidiary. It's reminding uh, also, me to edit the PPG audio. Hey, also, the hey, fact that he's watching that. it on like a, like a two square inch TV. Yeah, it's yes. like, little tiny TV. A little tube. Which, you know, Cartoon Network is is part of a basic cable package. How are you getting it on that? Vampire powers. It's basic cable. You're saying it isn't or it is? It is. Yeah. So all he needs is basic cable. 
I'm know. confused about what you're asking. Um, Norman Reedus, a.k.a. Josh, a.k.a. Scud, is uh, working on something... I don't know. For some reason, he's suspended on wires to do something, like, under a car. He's so young in this movie. He's a little baby. He is. I gotta say, he's a hottie. He's really hot. He's a hottie. Thank you, Guillermo, for putting a hottie in your movie next mm-hmm. to an- the other hottie who is Blade. New hottie. Anyway, um, he's hanging... He's suspended on these two wires, and when Blade comes in, he's like, ooh, lock up your daughters. Here comes the heartthrob of the whatever. And um, he does do a, bla- a backflip while, while he's suspended on the yeah, wires. Yeah, he does like As I would flip. and oh, as yeah. anyone yeah. should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you're on those and you can, you gotta do it. Mm-hmm. It's not even an option. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're misusing yeah. them if you just use them to hold you up. Yeah, so they, they put they put Whistler in this in this little room on a stool. Whistler, mm-hmm. for the record, he hasn't spoken this whole time. It's unclear mm-hmm. like how conscious he is. Yep. Uh, but they put him on this little stool. They inject him with this stuff. Uh, uh, Scud is not a fan of this. He's like, you should just kill him. This is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Blade does not like to hear that. So yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's like, in the morning, I'm going to open the blinds in here, whether you're cured or not, so good luck. And he mm-hmm. locks him in the room, he goes up to his room, bop, bop, bop. and he looks at a little gun in a little a little box, a nice little box. It's not a little gun. It's not, it's in no Relative way, to his little... other guns, it's kind of small. Uh, it's pretty fucking huge. <laughs> I know, but, you know, relative. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little gun relative to the size of the universe. I suppose uh, so. I suppose size is just you know. When we learn that this is the this is the tiny little men in black gun that Whistler <laughs> shot himself with, and he, <laughs> he keeps it shot in himself box. in the head with a noisy cricket. Yeah. Uh. So he he takes that gun in the morning and he loads it up and he he goes to Whistler's cell. But Whistler's he's not on the stool. He's sitting on in the corner and he's sitting in the in shadows. The and he says, yeah. "Hey, Blade, he, I feel like shit." He's in the corner, but he's not in the spotlight, and he has regained his religion. It's he's, true. He's normal again, and Blade, Blade smiles like, a tiny yeah. smile. The smallest yeah. little smile you've ever seen. He loves his friend! He, if he doesn't tell back. Whistler he loves him by the end of this movie, I'm gonna understand the mixed reviews. I wanna see I them mean, kiss. He just did. I don't, like, you don't have to say the words to communicate mm-hmm. that to someone. Karen told him that he has to say it. That's true. She did. And she gave him the serum that made him be cured. So, yeah, that's that's Whistler's love language is being given the anti-vampire serum and being threatened with incineration (laughs) if it doesn't work. Same. I wish someone would do that for me. Yeah. If somebody prevented me from what happens when a normal person dying? What happens when a normal person takes the anti-vampire serum? Their blood falls out. Oh. 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 Well, that's not good. Um, Scud calls him, calls Blade B, by the way. I just like that. I, like I, I do like He calls I, everybody, he calls everybody by their first initial. He calls Whistler W, yeah. Does he? Yes. Yes. I didn't, I didn't catch so that. weird. When he's not calling him sweetheart and taunting him about the fact that he's in the, ra- outside in the rain. I lo- I love Scud calling Blade B, though. I don't know, that's, yeah. that's very so charming. charming to me. I like Thank Scud you. a lot. He's he's, he's so far like the star of the movie to me. No, Blade is the star of the movie. He's it's Blade named is after the, him. Wesley Snipes is the star of the movie. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm and sorry. And he plays Blade. He's yeah, the I, main I, character. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, though. Wesley Snipes fucking better be in Death Stranding too. 
Oh, he better <sighs> be. Because, you know, he couldn't be in the first one because, you know, jail. But, uh... Oops. I don't Is know. he in jail? I don't know if he was out by then. Uh, he, he went to jail for tax evasion. I did see that the other day. I... I have to say, to just get back to the movie... Um, How long was Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes, you did your time. We forgive you. Two and a half years in uh, 2010. I mean, I don't don't forgive tax evasion. No, yeah. (laughs) The army needs that money. They protect our country, Val. They protect our country. (laughs) Yeah, Val. <laughs> yeah, no, he paid he paid his army taxes. He just didn't pay the part of his taxes that go to like schools and roads. And oh, stuff. okay. He just didn't pay pay a state. Okay. <laughs> God. Um no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, what um, were you saying? This is this part when Blade you don't is need like to, you don't need to say that we're not in fucking uh, Great Britain. You're not gonna get sued for libel. Pretend. It's pretend. <laughs> Everything that people don't like that I say, I'm don't mean it. And if you do like it, then I did mean it. Well, wow, that's so I sad. thought it was funny. I was joking. Okay. What if what if we liked it under the assumption that you didn't mean it? Yeah, that's called joking. What uh, What if I liked it only if you did mean it? and I'm a horrible person. Mm, what if I, like I thought you. you didn't mean it and I hated that you didn't mean it? Can we? That's... We need to make a. We need to make what a flowchart for how to listen to everything. What if we? Says well, sweaty. Podcast. I'm fluent in sarcasm, so you what better. If... Be <laughs> what if we kissed next to the House of Pain? What if we kissed when we were in the big fruit bus stop? And we were both have I ever mentioned back when I used to go through comments on the Family Circus comics on ComicsKingdom.com? <laughs> this this one, like, na- fucking 90-year-old guy that I oh. saw whose profile said, I am the court jester and I take aim without mercy. Oh, was that, oh was that him? Was that, was that, um... Eddie. Eddie, yeah. It was not Eddie. That's an incredible thing Rest to in say. peace, King. Eddie, Eddie stopped commenting, well, so Eddie's I assume dead. he died. Eddie's dead. Yeah, Eddie's for sure. Eddie's probably dead. I think, well, we will we, never again we, see his utterly deranged comments think, on the Family Circus comments. I think someone, it might have been a friend of the show, Joe, found an obituary <laughs> that seems to line up. We can't talk about this anymore. This is very sad. He was known for his hatred of the Family Circus. <laughs> Children. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I could talk about those family family circus comments all day. There's a lot to dig into there. I think if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, I think my YouTube video is called "Middle Aged Ed Lords Edge Lords Hate the Family Circus." Go mm-hmm. check that out. If it's you don't really know what I'm good. About. Please do. Anyway, movie. so Blade being like in the morning, we're gonna open up the curtains. And we're gonna raise the blinds, whether you're cured or not. Um just reminded me that like yeah usually in regular lore vampires when they get exposed to sunlight they you know time lapse claymation explode and melt and die <laughs> like dragon eddie did and rest um, in peace king <laughs> rest in peace rest in one goopy piece um i love just... your family circus comments <laughs> it just he really dragged them of... of... <laughs> that's why they call him dragon eddie because he dragon dragged his kids it just made me think of what a what an absolute cowardly move it is for the Twilight vampires that they can go in the sunlight. They're just very sparkly, so it's it's conspicuous. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to explode and die, Stephanie. I mean, I, wow. I think. Oh, wow! You're really. That's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> like, I've I never, really... I've never heard someone that with that take before, Val. I know. I'm very incisive. <laughs> Sorry, I felt like I just flashed back 20 years. 
<laughs> what are it, you talking look, about look, now? Look, sometimes you hear people say stuff and you know, like, oh, Batman isn't actually cool. He's just a rich guy with lots hum-ma, of gadgets. Hum-ma. And then some, and you know that and you can say it as an opinion that you also have. I also think Batman is just a rich guy with a lot of gadgets. And then. But you're real. You're in the trenches. You actually grok it because you watch the movies and you're like, this guy fucking sucks. He just has a bunch of money and gadgets. This is like, I when I heard about the Twilight, like, oh, they don't explode in the sunlight. They're just really sparkly. <laughs> I was reading the books as a high schooler and I was like, that's a great workaround. This is really funny. I love the way Yeah, but I mean, works. like, also at the same time, it's like vampires, like, to assume that twilight wants out of vampires what they have traditionally been in um in the western canon it is kind of misunderstanding the the core goal of twilight as a work i'm not saying that stephanie meyer failed in her goal of accurately representing vampire lore it's just you don't like that goal i have realized that i I'm now annoyed by the fact that she took. Why isn't Twilight so more like Blade I, Two? I, I, I will say, yes, like, exactly. I personally, Blade Two was out first. I personally so would follow find, in the footsteps of good work. Of good I art. agree that I personally would find Twilight more compelling if it were about vampires who were evil and uh, and you know we're all the classical vampire stuff but it's not it's thing. <laughs> i would find twilight more compelling if it was blade to the novelization yeah yes i will I say mean, if we're talking about this i don't know why we're talking about if Edward was blade and he came up to me and he said hold on tight spider monkey then i would be like you want to suck my oh. head? All right. Oh my god. All right, let's go. Let's go, King. Oh my god. Let's, I let's... would not ask Blade how long he's been 17 for. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, as long as we're talking about this, I feel like the problem for me, like, I don't care that Stephanie Meyer does the vampires differently. I think that that's totally fine. No, I, I think it's absolutely fine. I think that... It just, I, I just, just wish... was reminded I, of it and got annoyed by it. I wish that there was just one thing, because there's that scene in Twilight where Edward is, where Edward and Bella are like going over all the all the tropes and she's like garlic and he's like no steaks no uh uh sleeping in a coffin no etc it can turn into a bat don't be ridiculous i just wish there was one thing where she's like okay uh can you cross running water and he's like no can you enter a home without <laughs> being invited no we running can't water cross does running do water. dick <laughs> I love just it. wish there was what there was a yeah. scene where like Edward and Bella are like having a stupid fight about like whose car they're gonna take that day, and she just gets really fed up and just like hops across a creek, and he's like, "Oh, real mature." <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, because <laughs> it's just like it, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not trying to say that I, I'm, you know, particularly insightful for saying, hey. I think this Mormon who wrote uh, anti-premarital sex YA romance about a vampire did a bad job of writing her book. <laughs> I just thought of it, and it's and that's fine. It's funny to compare. I, I have said for a long time now that Zero to Zero is far less about the stuff that we're watching and more about what it all does to our brains yeah. over, the, over the years. Yes, I mean if we if we and care it made about you think movies, about Twilight, and that's valid and weird. 
Yeah. If we cared about the movies that You're we were welcome. talking about, we wouldn't watch them like this. <laughs> right, right. That's why we, that's why we hey, watch I do. them. I do care about Blade. I like Blade. I look I forward Blade. to watching Blade every week that I get to do it. Uh, and <coughs> Bless Sorry. you. Sorry. I don't know why I sneezed that much. I mean, I know why I sneezed. <laughs> I always sneeze that much when I sneezed. I don't know why I sneezed just now. <laughs> It's okay. You don't have to justify it. It's okay. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> it's fine that you did that. But yeah, I think that like... <laughs> Sorry for sneezing. Over the years, Twilight's been really interesting to me because it was just something that I was super exasperated with when I was a kid. And, and I'm like... No, I was kind of a shithead about that. And, oh, absolutely. Because like, you see people nowadays who come out and they're like, it is a crime against humanity for bad fiction to exist. <laughs> and that's just like such a head ass fucking take. Mm-hmm. Like I so, really, I find yeah. it absolutely disgusting that people think that they can arbitrate what is wor- what fiction or what writing is worthy of existing as long as it does not harm anybody. It, it, like as long as it's not harming someone and the people who are engaging with it are satisfied with it, yes. what is? And the I thank you for putting that clarification in because I was about to jump in and say no, the secret life of the American teenager should not exist, and I am right to say that. Yeah, yes, no, well, that does, that has harmed people. That does harm. <laughs> it has harmed you and Jordan specifically, <laughs> and, and everyone else um, it. and and the and certain person know, who shall not be named. Uh, I have seen the greatest minds of our generation. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen a man's life future. ruined by that show. So. <laughs> um, yeah. On the other hand, though, there has also been the like the backlash to the backlash against Twilight, where a lot of people have been like, "Actually, Twilight's really good." And it's like, it's no, not. it's not. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, I've reached I mean, an uneasy peace with Twilight, where I'm like, it has its it has its ups and its downs. Like, it's I think that not, Twilight is just a like, stupid book. Yeah, like, it, it's interesting to interrogate simply because of its cultural uh, magnitude. Yeah. But it's it, it's not, I wouldn't say, compelling fiction. It doesn't really get my brain working on the... It kind of does, in a way. It, like, get my mind sort of, like, working about, like, what is she saying here? No, mm. I do think it's actually really interesting just to, like, think about the stuff that happens in those books. So in like, that way, it kind it of is way? good, but it's not like, I wouldn't laud it as a masterpiece of our time, nor would I say that it is even particularly, like, it doesn't uh, ascribe to many of the hallmarks of, of what we what is widely considered to be good writing. That being said, it did a lot for a lot of people. Uh, and, you know, I still like watching those movies. I will say the, I will say two things. The first things movie about... is fun. The the fifth or si- the final Breaking Dawn part, whichever one she has the baby in, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's but there's so many decapitations. Remember Megan? This is her now. Feel old yet? Anyway, uh, Blade. What's Blade. I will say two things about Twilight. One, it makes a lot more sense if you go into it as a high schooler who wants love. And you read it from the frame of reference of what is the explanation for this mysterious and hot guy in my class and not from the frame of, hey, why is this hundred year old guy going to high school again? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I also think that it's like uh, part of the reappraisal that Twilight has recently seen is due to the fact that Stephanie Meyer subsequently put out some of the most interesting fiction you could uh, like involving twilight which the the gender swapped one and the edwards point of view one which are both fucking insane 
Yeah, you like, shouldn't think about it more. Like, like, like this was never like meant to be written from this this point of view. Uh-huh. It, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, and it, it just, it, like, I think that Liz from The Shrieking Shack described it as, like, he's, like, he's got school shooter brain or something. Like, he's yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, fam- infamously, in, like, the first or second chapter of Midnight Sun, Edward is, like calmly doing the math on how many people he can kill per second so that he can kill Bella and get away with it. <laughs> anyway. The second thing I will say about Twilight oh, is okay. um, the only reaction that you should really have is on the level uh, that I have, which is um, when people mention it, I say, oh yeah, I read those books in high school because I had a really big crush on this girl who was super into them. I think that one... Thing That's that, it. You can, that, we can leave it in the past. That you know? makes uh, Blade more compelling. That mm-hmm. makes Blade compi- uh, like particularly compelling as a daywalker is the way that it explores. And I think it could explore these things more. I think it would be a better movie and a more interesting movie if it did. Um, the way that as a daywalker, he is isolated from him everything. Um, mm-hmm. Like that, that, that the, the ability to like, you know, function during the day conveys no advantage onto him as like a it like it makes him a better it makes him a better vampire killer but it doesn't it does it it only hurts him as a person because if he was like a full-on vampire at least he would have that at least he would belong to a group right Mm -hmm. but he's he's outcast from everybody except for his small uh tightly knit group of, of people and he's afraid to bring people into that and i think that i like, am curious with that in mind like, how he met scud because i don't think mm, they said did they no not yet. not yet at least and he's and the fact that he has to take the serum and is something is clearly unpleasant and it would be so easy to just you know feed and stuff it, it, like it's, this is the more difficult choice that he's always making mm-hmm. yeah and i know that's that I, I think that makes him a pretty interesting protagonist Blade and Whistler, after Whistler gets... I'd love um, to have... Sorry, well, i just love to have, like... And I mean, this, like, this is comics. But I'd love to have some, like, media... Like, maybe a game or something. Like, a a Disco Elysium-style game that has, like, more interiority for Blade. I mean, I would like a million Disco Elysium-style games. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Morbius... Did we talk about... I don't remember if I mentioned that apparently... There was a deleted in, scene where Morbius appeared. There's a deleted scene. I think it was supposed to be like a post credit scene where the director of the first movie, whatever his name was, pops up and he's like, I'm Morbius. I'll be in the next movie. Oh. But they cut no it way. because they Test hated it. Like it. And they were like, yeah. well... Actually, no. I If I remember correctly, it was like the studio cut it because they were like, we want to hold on to that in case we ever decide to make a Morbius movie. But then, this movie, when they were working on it originally, this was going to be Blade versus Morbius. Okay. But again, (gasps) the studio was like, stop. Stop trying to put Morbius in it. I mean, I I have to agree. I I don't think anybody is out there craving Michael Morbius, the living vampire. No matter how much need... they pretend they are for memes, nobody has ever given a fuck about Morbius. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about Morbius. You don't need Morbius. to have two special vampires in the same movie. Well, you say that. We do. Okay. Well, The, vi- the villain yeah. of the movie, the Reaper one. The vi- he's, but he's like an extra vampire. You don't need like a two half vampires or like two 
vampires who are uh, whatever. I see. So we have a half vampire and a double vampire. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, exactly. I see. Should um, we continue so talking about the film? The next morning, when Whistler has not exploded and um, gotten burnt up in the sun, Whistler and Blade are talking. Um, you know, Whistler's like looking at himself in the mirror or whatever and explaining, oh, they've been torturing me and bringing me back to life. And he goes to some special spot where he's hidden his wedding ring and he puts it back on. Mm-hmm. I really like that we see him put his wedding ring back on because we know from the first movie that everything he does is motivated by what that one vampire did to his family. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it I feel like it would have been so easy to just be like, oh, we're bringing back Whistler. He's the guy from the first movie. I don't know. Hey, everyone I, loved Whistler. The Whistling Man. I, I appreciated that they, like, that they reminded us of his backstory mm-hmm. and what motivates him instead yeah. of just having him be, remember Whistler? Bit. He's here right. again. He comes back to yeah. He comes back from from having died and turned, and he goes, "Did I catch you fuckers at a bad time?" And the studio audience goes, "Yeah, Whistler." Um, in this scene, while they're talking about how long he's been out and everything, um, Blade is Blade has been wearing his sunglasses for the entire movie. He loves it. He loves them. He takes them off for this scene so we can see his eyes and his emotion as he's talking to his friend who he mm-hmm. missed. I love it's you, good. Whistler. I was looking for you everywhere. I don't Then get... Whistler's like, where the hell is my arc welder? And he sees Scud using it, and Scud, like, A, he lights a joint with it, and uh-huh. B, when he's done using it, he just, like, hucks it aside carelessly, and Whistler's like, Stop. Onto an engine or something, yeah. That's, that's my fucking tools! I just don't understand how the <laughs> same guy who wrote this and Blade 1, Batman Begins... I don't know how he went on to write Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Was it was it him? It's David Escoyer, yeah. Okay, I knew I knew he wrote some piece of shit movie that we watched. I oh, couldn't yeah. remember which one it's, it was. Yeah, it was Batman v Superman. Well, co-writer Zack Snyder. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Zack Snyder. Oh God, who was the guy? It was the guy. It was the guy who wrote Rise of Skywalker. I think. Oh, was it? I think wow. so. Oh yeah, it was Chris Terrio. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Terrio and Goyer, I think, co-wrote Batman v Superman. Yeah, that explains a lot. Chris Terrio, you are my enemy. (laughs) Yeah, he Oh, okay. Here's what Wikipedia says. Chris Terrio wrote this. Chris Terrio graduated from Harvard, Cambridge, and USC. (laughs) What the fuck? That can't be true. Academia needs to reevaluate its fucking shit. This says, uh, well, first of all, uh, Chris Terrio apparently at, in, at Harvard participated in the Hasty Pudding Theatricals. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Actually, never mind. Yeah, no, Whatever then, the fuck totally, that is. It totally makes sense that someone like this would, would be would graduate through Harvard. This says that Terrio wrote the screenplay for BVS based on an earlier draft by David S. Goyer. Oh, okay. So he mm. took what may or may not have been an okay screenplay and shitted it up. Yeah. <laughs> shitted it up to hell. He put some turd on that polish. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so Scud introduces himself to Whistler. and Soft this is polish and says, maybe I should write, well, wipe, it, wipe some turd in this. This is where Scud is, like, watching Powerpuff Girls on a little tiny portable TV, and he's like, He's like, ah, Whistler, hey, I'm, I've been working on your car. I've been putting in the blah, blah, blah. And Whistler's like, you put blah, blah, blah on my car, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for Scud in this scene because, like, 
Blade oh, is the one who brought him here, and and like if Blade told him that he can do whatever he wants with Whistler's old car, that's on Blade. Yeah, no, and, I'm, I mean, like, I was kind of felt for, like, if I was Blade in this situation, like, fucking calm down, Whistler, Jesus Christ, things have changed, it's been a while, you need to... Yeah, Blade does not take any of the onus onto himself, no, Whistler's like... like where the hell did you find this shithead? And Scott's like, hey, what the fuck did I do to you? I don't even know if he talked to Whistler after, like, after he, he woke him up. He seems really disengaged from that in a way that I'm I'm a little weirded out by. Who does? Oh, Blade? Blade, yeah. Like, he doesn't seem to take any responsibility for, like, helping Whistler, you know, recover or, you know, become a person again. Well, he's, he's fine. <laughs> he detoxed him. I mean, he is fine. He's just sitting on the floor in that little room in the dark, and he's just like, hey, Blade. Yeah. yeah. But he's also, like, angry. In, in, I mean, I, th- I suppose he was probably like this a little bit before. Mm-hmm. He has trauma. He has trauma. So, uh, the alarm starts going off, and Scud, like, looks at the thermal cameras, and he's like, oh, there's a bunch, of, there, there's a, a couple people with subhuman body temperatures Three on their intruders. way inside. Body temp is 50, I'd guess suckheads. I'd, I'd guess suckheads. They might also just have hypothermia and be coming to get help. <laughs> they might just be <laughs> fully dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you cannot have an internal body temperature of 50 degrees. Maybe he was in Celsius and they were very hot. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. It's Johnny Blaze. Suckheads and fuckheads. I mean, uh, Johnny Whistler, Whistler, like, goes to grab a big gun. And mm-hmm. I think we're in agreement about the size of this gun. This is a big gun. This is a big gun. Oh, this yeah. is Whistler's big gun. And Scud... This is the first we we really... Well, I guess he alluded to it earlier. Scud is not... He does not trust Whistler. He he trusts Blade, but he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know that Whistler is good. On the level, yeah. yeah. Like, so when Whistler goes for this gun, Scud is like, hey, I don't know if you should be... And Whistler just, like, smacks him in the face with the gun. Yeah, as, yeah. as a... As, uh, like, Blade to for show a how guy trustworthy who takes a, a, a trust-but-verify approach to most interactions... Uh, is a little less wary of Whistler than I think that he maybe should be. Yeah, but you know, maybe he, maybe it's just. But one I of think those that things I know. I think I would. I think that is purposeful. Yeah, like, where that he's is, just like, yeah. I don't. I I missed. Friends. I missed my mentor. Like, I'm just happy to have mm-hmm. him back. I, I don't want to question whether this is good or safe. Yeah, even um, though he maybe should. Even though Whistler, this is later. Scud is going to be like. You can't just quit something cold turkey in one night and be fine with it. Implying that Whistler, even though he's objectively definitely not a vampire anymore, still wants to drink blood. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he, I don't know, have you put some blood out in front of him? It's a it's a psychological addiction, if not a physical mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like weed. Right. So we then see the vampire acrobats, like, silently doing, like, video game I platforming. I love these CGI freaks. Through the rafters. There also there is some some pretty egregious CGI in this movie so yeah. far, I must say. I guess these guys are acro vampires because they can turn into acrobats. Oh acrobats. shit. Honestly, I wish we saw more vampires turning into bats. That would be fun. I know. But they have they have some cool looks. They have a cool look. They're wearing the um 2000 over the top Oakleys, the uh, sunglasses where they don't, it doesn't wrap around to your ears. It goes up over the top of your head and joins in the back. And they're like red circles 
as their lenses, but they're also yes. like goggles that like mm-hmm. dilate and like. Yes, they look like, like a, the like goggles. A camera shutter. They look like yes. the goggles that one of the kids is wearing in Spy Kids 3D Game Over. <laughs> well, because the point is, and I really like these stupid ninja outfits because it's mm-hmm. like they are thick black bodysuits and masks with like auto adjusting eye apertures. Yeah, they, they have a uh-huh. lot of character to them. It makes them feel like animalistic in a way. Mm-hmm. Right, and the and the idea behind them is that they know that they're attacking people who have UV lights. Yeah. Like, when the vampire alarm goes off, the lights turn off and they turn on UV lights in the building. Yeah. So they are prepared for that. I thought that was yes. really, really smart. Yeah. That's also, they must have gotten really hot in those costumes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Also, at one point, they're on they're in the rafters and they, like, flip upside down. And in the black outfits with the red, like, glowing red eyes, they, lo- they look like bats. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Speaking of, of the people in the bodysuits getting really hot, I don't think I talked about this when I was reading the IMB, they are both IMDb really trivia hot. for Fantastic Four. That uh, uh, Michael Chiklis in the Thing costume was, like, really hot for most of the movie. Oh, but then yeah, when they're filming, when they're filming the the final battle scene in the city, it was like winter in Vancouver, and Michael Chiklis is the only one who's comfortable. That's so oh. good. <laughs> oh, As that's, they're wearing that's like, their tight bodysuits. Yeah, that's like right. fucking. That's that's the that's character. That's like character development. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so. Yeah, they they have a fight with Blade, uh, and they've got swords and such. This uh, is a long fight. It's pretty cool, except for the parts when they turn into CGI. Yeah, the parts when they turn into CGI were a little yeah, rough. Yeah, it's, but... it's that it's that era. They become uh, upsettingly rubbery uh, mm-hmm. and very mm-hmm. motion blurry. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's like you can see it a mile away. <laughs> and the scene Other is also that, just though, long. It's a long fight. Yeah, it's a good fight, though. I it like, is a good fight. Uh, it, the choreography in this. Cool. Who did the stunt choreography for this? Zack Snyder? Didn't know he even did that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah it was Donnie. It, it was so Donnie Yen. In... That's what I thought. Oh, it was. Yeah, he's 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 like one of the best stunt choreographers in the fucking business. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't really know much about him, but I was looking at at his Wikipedia article, and it it was like, here's a full par- a full paragraph of all the martial arts styles he's mastered. Yeah, he's like he's incredible. I love. I, I look I forward am... to seeing him do anything. In the yeah, movie he hasn't so spoken so far, but I mark the fuck out every time I see him in a movie. Oh, to be fair, none of the Blood Pack have really done anything so far, so that's 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 nothing about him, mm-hmm. uh, unless we count these two who are part of the blood pack, Assad and Nissa. Uh, at the end of the fight, uh, Assad is like, whoa, 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 whoa! We didn't even mention it, but when they when they drop down into the garage, Whistler immediately attacks one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's As that's you why would, they start fighting. Because they're intruders. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, Assad Assad is like, sorry, 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 sorry. Your your friend started trying to kick our asses. Maybe you we should try knocking on the door, bud. I I really like he hands Blade this weird little like telescope looking thing, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, what is this weird MacGuffin? And what we find out later is that it's just a key yeah. to a door that they will open it. They will open the door with that key in like five minutes later in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, a weird why, canister. Why was it a weird like canister? I don't know. It's Sometimes you have well, a cool I mean, container like, uh, and you want to use it for something. Yeah, uh, you know, rotary locks are, are 
uh, uh, cylindrical locks are pretty safe and like pretty safe against lock picking. You know, if you if you've watched the lock picking lawyer, you know this. You have to have a specifically I, machined tool. And I have once or twice. So yeah, they they stop fighting. Is binding. Uh, they take off their masks and introduce themselves. Uh, they take off and... their Oakley over the tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next scene, they like fly mask. him over to Vampire HQ in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. I like this part where N- Nissa is like, "Hmm, I've heard a lot about Blade. It's kind of letting me down that he's so <laughs> cooperative." And Sc- Scud leans over to Blade and is like, "Show her, man." And Blade opens his coat to reveal that he's completely covered in, in syntax. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, she just smiles at the window. I like, oh, I I like this guy was odd. I think they're cool. Yeah. They yes. they go to Vampire HQ and they use the little telescope canister, whatever it is, thing to open this gigantic vault door. And we see the freak ass vampire living Absolutely space. Absolutely Nosferatu'd the fuck out. Overlord Eli Damaskinos, who is, by the way, Nissa's vampire dad. Uh, he is. There's like angel statues. There's a giant, like, arcane looking clock dial mm-hmm. thing on the wall. And he's like reading from a huge wizard tome with like drawings of potions in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is and also like, in this whoa, huge, I am normal. The building that they're in is also like this huge concrete brutalist structure. Yeah. Um they, it, and again, I mean, it looks like a government building. And again, yeah, characterizing of the vampires and their place in the world that their fucking vampire HQ is just in the middle of the city mm-hmm. and it's huge and visible. Invisible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just think this is a government building if I saw this. Yeah, and it is because the vampires rule the government apparently. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't remember. Well, you know, the vampire nation is a nation without a country. And this guy is translucent, blue. His skin is very nasty. Yeah, he's squishy. His skin looks rubbery and thick and I wonder what would happen if you gave him the fucking serum. Just like, what would would his deal be? (laughs) He turns into Stanley. Right? (laughs) Greetings, superheroes. Uh, we meet, uh, uh... Thank you Eli, for curing me, Blade. Eli thanks Blade, and Blade's like, what did I do? And then this fucking creep in a suit. I love like, him. As weird-looking as Eli, oh, he's but such a, a human man, yeah. walks mm-hmm. in, and he's like, for killing Deacon Frost, it was very helpful for our cause. And he introduces himself, his name is Carol Conan, I think? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that right? Something and Blade like sees a, 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 a familiar brand on his hand, and he's like, you're human. And the guy goes, <laughs> barely. I'm a lawyer. Just some lawyer humor to, you know, break the ice. Yeah, B-Movie uh, stole this joke for the record. Mm-hmm. <gasps> At the end of the movie, when Chris Rock's mosquito character is like, I've always been a blood-sucking parasite. Now I've got an office because I'm a lawyer. Or what, now I've got a briefcase. Yeah. So B movie mm. ripped off the yeah, end. Yeah, come Blade on, Jerry. Two, or the beginning of Blade Two. Maybe if you weren't so busy de- dating teenagers, you'd be able to write good jokes. Yeah, yeah. Jerry. Jerry. I mean, B movie. I think had like four writers. <laughs> I I I, I want to say B movie is genuinely a very funny movie. No, no, no. It's got good jokes in it. It absolutely doesn't. It has such good jokes in it. 
I we can't talk. I I'll, I'll we this podcast will end if we get in an argument over whether B movie has funny jokes. <laughs> it has maybe one funny joke. We have to move on. And you know, I I think that I people take issue. I think it's fine for a sapient bee to want to fuck a woman. I also do. So like, (laughs) how could I (laughs) deny a bee things that I want? Yeah. Who am I? (laughs) Anyway, we do we we already went off on Twilight. We cannot talk about. Do they not bleed? I don't know. Do we not bead? Let's move on. Uh, Karel, whatever his name is, Kalel. 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 He is a lawyer with the European Health Consortium, and the reason that he is affiliated with the vampires is because vampirism is a disease. Uh, I like when Blade is like, <laughs> like a cancer, and Eli is like, like a cancer okay, with purpose. Okay, so, sorry, quick correction. Bees do not have blood as we know it. They have a liquid known as hemolymph moving around their bodies. Hemolymph does not circulate hmm. oxygen through the veins as blood does in mammals, but is a means of transporting nutrients and pheromones to the various organs. It is a pale. So maybe it is a pale straw color. So he shouldn't fuck the woman, is what you're saying. Uh, well, I would still say that he's bleeding hemolymph if you cut him. Let's move on. They tell him about the Reaper he's strain, he's the the hemo- mutated uh, vampire hemo- virus, and Jared Nomak. They show him a video of him going nuts in the blood bank. Uh, they show a clip from the movie Blade too. They show a clip from the they movie sh- Blade. And they say, yeah, he, he eats humans and vampires alike. And Blade's like, oh, well, if he's eating vampires, that sounds good for me. But yeah. they say, mm-hmm. no, you don't get it. His, his victims no, become this guy vampires. down bad vampiric. And, and he has to eat daily, whereas most vampires don't. And there's already like a dozen Reapers over the past three days. So he's like, yeah, yeah. he's going to run out of vampires eventually. And then he will kill every human on Earth. And, yeah. and it's, it's exponential, problem. too, because, like, the more Reapers there are, the faster they're going to go through vampires. Exactly. But much like a pyramid like scheme, a virus. they will eventually run out of vampires. Like a virus. Yes. Do you think like that vampire blood is tastier to them? Or do you think I assume so. It seems like he's vampires. prioritizing vampires. Mm-hmm. I think it's, they can only... They can you, only I don't know. I don't think the drug dealer was a vampire. No, 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 they... He was. He had. He had blood drugs. On oh, him. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but no. They 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 explicitly say he eats humans and vampires alike. Okay. Oh, my bad. But he seems to he seems to want to eat vampires more than he wants to eat humans. I mean, if vampires. I could be, if I was in his position and I could choose between eating, like I don't know, like humans are like crack, but like vampires are like that fine Colombian shit, you know. <laughs> Not to mention, if you if you eliminate your competition, more humans mm-hmm. for you. Exactly. You know, he's this is this is him. Like he's got his plate in front of him, and he's got all of the green beans, and then he's got his steak and mashed potatoes, and he's like, "Let me get the green beans out of the mm-hmm. way, so I can enjoy right, the good right. stuff for longer." Oh, okay. So like the human, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that that's a pretty. Uh, he needs to work on his palate. Like They're... green beans are perfectly enjoyable as their own thing. And sure. I, yeah, not, but, but you know, he, I, I, the way we see him eat, I don't think he's really, you know, tasting it very much. He's not really savoring the, his meals. No, I mean the way that we, the way that he eats the people is he just sucks the blood and then he leaves the body behind. It's like he's for cutting his the crusts to, off for his friends to eat mm-hmm. the rest of. And that, yeah, the vampire nation has brought in Blade because which, like, to be fair, is how all the vampires eat. People I mean, we do see it. like, like it is pretty informative of how like. Like, how the Reapers, like, their relationship to their vampirism, like, when he, uh, like, attacks the drug dealer and the drug dealer gets cut by a piece of glass, he literally can't help himself. 
but like suck the blood off of that piece of glass before i thought that that maybe i misunderstood i thought that that was a piece of like vampire crack or something maybe because it looked like it was a solid piece of like clear red something okay but like i think it was i think it was glass with blood on yeah i don't think it was red clear something yeah because i I think it was dripping oh Okay. I was gonna make a joke earlier when we were talking about eating the green beans and then the steak. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. Potatoes. Sometimes the Vampire Nation brings in Blade and they say, "We need your help, Blade, because this guy is a good boy who makes all gone." <laughs> and he's gonna make all gone of society at this rate. Yes. <laughs> he's too good of a boy. Yeah. He's cleaning his plate. So they they tell him about the blood he pack. He is going to have room for dessert. They say the blood pack was originally uh, trained to kill you, but uh, we're going to let you lead it. Uh, yeah, Blade's like, you guys have been training for two years. You've been training them for two years without them ever, like, doing anything. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're trying to get rid of you. You're really strong, you. okay? God, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, before they meet the blood pack, also, they show Blade injecting his own self. Why mm-hmm. isn't Whistler doing it with him? You had to do it without Whistler for two years. Yeah, well, I thought I thought the thing was that Whistler had to do it because it was like it, he yeah, was. It was so hard for him to take it at that point that yeah, he couldn't he's do getting, it to himself. Yeah, he's getting better. Oh, I interpreted now. this as like, oh yeah, Karen. Karen gave him a better serum, and now it's working on him again. Good for good for him. Oh, thanks, Karen. I like that though. I like that if even though Karen's not in the movie, like the impact of the stuff that she did in the first movie it's is still, still movie. around. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, continuity win once again. Movies continuity can be movies win. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells Scud back at the garage. He's like, "Oh yeah, I know that the Blood Pack are absolutely going to betray me as soon as they possibly can, but I'll." You know, they seem useful. To come me say, come saw. You like trust but verify. He yeah he like he's like okay I'll ally with you guys and see what happens and then they cut to the the garage and he's like yeah they're gonna fuck us as soon as they can yeah he's like <laughs> yeah. He, he he is he is not at any point trusting fuck. them he is like he is say he basically is like I'm going they'll be around as long as I can use them uh but yep. yeah they they they're suckheads like they are. The next scene we get is Jared Nomack atta- uh, attacking the drug dealer. We already talked about this pretty much. Mm-hmm. The only thing I do want to say about it is that the the dealer is like, "What what are you buying? I got whatever you need." And Jared goes, "What if I need you?" And what if he what if he just did like a, a cobbit on on him and he's just like, <laughs> "I need you." A, a what on him? Drug dealer Chan. I've been having my a own. Kabedon for... is a, it like, means literally wall bang. It, it's it's when... a it's a Japanese <laughs> so, romance trope where yeah, you like where slam you, your hand you onto your the, hand wall on the wall next to their next head. Next to someone, yeah. Yes, yes. It's yes. like a sexy move where you like kind of trap them against the wall. Sorry uh-huh. to my neighbor who I just <laughs> who just had to experience the other side. Whose attention you just got by slamming the wall? <laughs> <laughs> just go to the wall. Sorry, I was doing a Kabedon. That was devastating. <laughs> yeah. And the neighbor is like, I hope they, I hope you won them over. Aw, <laughs> I love my supportive neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we get, we get Blade injecting himself with the serum, and I was very surprised that Nissa walks in in the middle of this and is like, hey, we're here with the blood pack. And I was like, Blade, why did you, yeah. why didn't you Can do you this not? earlier if you knew they were coming? Lock, lock the door at least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't you fucking how many knock? times? <laughs> How many times has my friend said to me, I will be there in 10 minutes to pick you up, and I spend nine minutes 
sitting around yeah, doing sitting nothing. Yeah, sitting on my porch, yeah. Minute 10 starts, and I'm like, ah, shit, I gotta inject myself with my God, anti yeah, no, serum I and just put my like, shoes on. I, I, like, you, your friend's coming over, they'll be here in five minutes, you stand, like... Four minutes sitting by the window, and then the last minute, like making sure that you look like you weren't waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> or is this like a yeah. is this like a date? Like she she comes up and she's like, "We're here," and he's like, "I'll be ready in about fifteen minutes." And she walks downstairs and she's like, Ugh, "Day walkers, they always <laughs> take fifteen minutes getting ready." They always say they're ready five, but then it takes an hour because <laughs> they're injecting themselves Both with their with garlic the serum. But yeah. I know that's they're not what it is. It. We meet the blood pack. We got uh, the first two, which are just like swingers. We got Lighthammer, who's got a big, uh, he's he's got tattoos on his face. He's like a big guy for you. And Verlaine, who is like hanging off of his shoulder like a shawl. Oh, no, like I, a thought, shawl. I thought that was a different guy. No, I think Lighthammer is... Because, uh, well, I, I, I watched ahead a little bit, and there is one of them that does have a big hammer. So... Uh, let me well, see. it's weird if that's not Lighthammer, but he does say Lighthammer and Verlaine are the first two. Then there's Priest, who is Irish. Van Gogh from Doctor Who. He's yes. Irish, also. That's where I recognize him from. Wait, who, wait, who is he? He's Van, Van Gogh, Gogh on Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Van Gogh, actually. Van Gogh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I went to Amsterdam on vacation, so. Yeah, and I used to live in a, in one of many Culls de Sac. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Snowman, who is... What's his name? Donnie. Donnie. Donnie Yen. Chupa, who is the most just a guy of any of he, them. I was oh not expecting God. Chupa to be uh, just a white man. He's right. just the, a guy. Like, he got, he was working at Best Buy, and then he got But he bitten. is Vince from The Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah, I did see that he was in those movies. I Anyway, yeah, I, the name Chupa makes me think that he, like, it comes from Chupacabra. Well, because, so Chupa just means suck. Oh, oh. Cabra must mean goat. Yeah, Cabra does mean goat. You think Capra. Uh, uh okay. All right, but, fair enough. Yeah. In that case, that's an incredibly but uninspired also, like, nickname. Yeah, Chupa. Yeah, you like, can call me Comer. Chupa Chups, you know. Chupa, Chupa Chups. Wait, 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 hold on. Yes. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yum, yum, yum. You said that one of them has a hammer. One of them Please does... tell me that Reinhardt has a big hammer. It's not Reinhardt, unfortunately. Damn it. It's the guy. Overwatch. It's the tattoo joke. guy. It, no, that is that is light hammer. That is light hammer. Okay. Can we yeah. talk about what Reinhardt does have though? <laughs> a palm on the back Ron of his head and a giant chin. So, I go to a, a barber who's it's I don't know. I feel like it's kind of expensive, but they also have this thing oh, that's it's... that's just a a trim up. So you can just go and you can just do like the edges of your hair, like, you know, the nape of your neck and around the ears, and I think... He only has that I think Reinhardt wanted to get one of those, like, get one of those, and his barber completely misunderstood and said, oh, you want a single line so, that yeah, goes he's just a from your beard up the, over your ears and then back around a, in a stripe in the back of your head? Yeah, you he got just it, has a, a line that goes all the way around his face of hair. Um, I am shocked that I so don't ridiculous. remember seeing that. Oh yeah, no, it's it's oh, not it's not God. exactly like easy to see, but it is like let me let me let me let me uh It's Well, I mean, wild. you know I'm a hair first kind of guy, so it's just weird that I didn't notice. Yeah, let me He has it well cuz he's mostly bald. But yeah, he has like a thin stripe across the back and that that goes to, you know, just over his ears and then it goes down and goes to his chin. Like it's a chin strap, but then it goes up to be a mustache <laughs> instead of a chin strap. That sounds really cool. Speaking of Ron it's... Perlman, 
Did so you hear that weird. they're fucking rebooting Hellboy again? I did. Cool. Why not? Just Let's do another need. one. But yeah, you can see it in that picture if you want. Yeah, that's not his glasses. He's like a uh, what are those things hair. called that the the people put on the pit, bit, the their glasses that uh that, that goes around the back of their head. Mm-hmm. He's got one of know. those, but for his, oh my his God, mustache. He does I did? How did I not notice that? What the fuck? Yeah. It's oh, like wait, his I'm sorry. Head... It's not a. It's not a chin strap. It's the top. Of yeah, it's a handlebar where a mutton chop would be. Yeah. It's like the top of his head and the bottom of his head are separated by a border of hair. Yes, yes. If you were making a little action figure or a doll or something, and you wanted to have the top of the head removable, I can't believe I didn't notice that. That's so weird looking. <laughs> yes. Anyway, okay. So yeah, that's that's the last of the of the blood pack and uh, Reinhardt. Who, for the record, I did see on Wikipedia when I was just checking the cast. That's just his last name. Very disappointing. He should have a cool mm-hmm. nickname. Uh, Reinhardt, he gets all in Blade's face and he's like, Can you blush, blood guy? Or whatever. And they every, <laughs> the others, they all laugh and fist bump. This part is so fucking funny because Blade, like, pulls out a stake. And he's like, he's like, why don't you kill me? He, like, holds it to his chest. And he's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Kill me. Kill me. Do it. Do it. You want to kill me? And then he starts You're like spinning and whipping the stake around in his hands, and and yeah, Reinhardt's some, like, like keeping his eye on the stake, and yeah, Blade just keeps like slapping him with his other hand. It's so funny. He does it once, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, did you not catch that? Let me do it again for you." And he just does it again and slaps him again. Reinhardt is like everyone, all the other blood pack, are like, "Yeah, kill him, Reinhardt, kill him." Uh, and Reinhardt's like Grr! just completely forgetting the mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he charges at Blade, and Blade like spins him around and plants this little bomb on the back of his head, mm-hmm. and is like, "I will kill you if if I am unsatisfied with my new team and their ability to follow my orders and be nice to me and my friends." Yes, yes, standing up for himself. I love it. He has a button, so he holds the detonator, and he has a button on the detonator that that makes the bomb go off but then he also has a button on the detonator that just makes the bomb tick really fast it arms it yeah (laughs) yeah i I, we didn't also mention by the way that when Assad is introducing all of them he's like and here's reinhardt the man who can climb anything wonderful (laughs) yeah wonderful (laughs) exactly so nissa says if they're gonna look for places that vampires congregate to find the reapers they should start with the house of pain uh, top of the morning to you begins playing, and we cut to Colin Farrell playing darts. Is he Irish? That's yeah. Uh, yeah I, I literally wrote in my notes <laughs> another parallel to Daredevil. <laughs> this is why we did this. Is House of Pain? House of Pain. It's so good. They have all these new gadgets that they're bringing to the House of Pain. Um, uh, Scud mansplains EDTA to uh, Blade as if Karen didn't discover it as a vampire weapon mm-hmm. in the first movie <laughs> he he's like this is an anticoagulant yeah okay well you should have listened to karen when she was explaining it i love so. though that when they go to the house of pain which is it's a vampire nightclub blade is like this is such a it's so stupid and i don't know why i'm bringing this up but no just kidding yes i do that's all we do blade is like huh that's weird for a vampire nightclub usually there would be a glyph on the wall and Nissa is like, yeah. well, we had to start using special invisible glyphs that you can only see with special goggles. 
because you kept finding the normal glyphs and going inside and killing everybody. Yes! <laughs> and she shows him the glyph with the goggles, and he's like, oh, nice. And I imagine that in his head he's thinking, oh, that's that's weird that she showed me this, but I'll make a note of that so that I can kill everyone later. Yeah, Blade, Blade <laughs> has, has, has tangibly changed the shape of vampire society. I love it! Which is great. And he's going to change it again once they're done with this mission and he kills all of them. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really think about that. That is not very smart of her to have done, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah if I were like, Nissa in that moment, no, I would just don't. be like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, we don't use those anymore because you figured it out. We use a different thing. Here's how you can see them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Whistler is also is not with the group because he does not look like a vampire, and he also doesn't <laughs> look like a rave-goer, so he just really <laughs> no, stands I, I feel and, like I'd be worried for someone at a rave with a, like a leg brace. I'd be worried for someone yeah. that age. Whistler, you can you can go undercover with us when we go to the vampire tail. I don't know. You've seen those, those <laughs> yeah. like that grandpa busting it down. True, 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 true. So maybe he does fit in, um, and we're being ageist. Um, but Whistler instead sticks to the sniper rifle, and he looks through the um, the heat. The, the what is it called? Oh, heat the vision? like thermal scope. Yeah, 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 and. Um, Blade is a different color from the other vampires because he's warm and the other ones are That's fun. Mm-hmm. We should go through this arsenal like because it. some of it is not that interesting. It's but just like, oh, bullets rules. with, like, garlic tip, whatever. But then there's, like... I love the explode puncher. There's, like, a harpoon gun that, like, launches stakes. And, it ha- like, one of their guns has, like, a UV flashlight bayonet on it. I oh, love, yeah! I love this his- was great. EDTA punch thing. That's the one, I am so mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing Blade use the the pneumatic syringe claw yeah. <laughs> gloves. Yes. yes. And Whistler made uh, special uh, flashlights for the vampires to use. So there is a UV light on um, the the bayonet, but he there's a like filter you can put on it that makes it makes it not uv so you can point it which at he demonstrates i love what he's like uh and he like turns it on and like flashes them with yeah, him, like, like, ah! and he's like ah, i got the filter on gotcha yeah uh reinhardt Honestly, by is, the way he's being very gracious for someone who fucking hates vampires yeah well i think you know his whole thing is that he hates vampires and wants them dead much like blade so he's like let's go along with this we can mm-hmm. kill all of them once we're done with the reapers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but yeah, Reinhardt is like I I wrote in my notes that he vaguely threatens, but I wouldn't say it's very vague. No. He basically is yeah. like, I'm going to kill your friend, Blade. And Blade's like, Okay, I'm gonna push the make bomb beat button. Make the whoop. Yeah, I'm going to arm the bomb on your back of the head I'm just to push remind the you what's going on here. Button on the detonator. Yeah. So yeah. you remember not to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. We get a very badass suicide squad shot where they all walk up to the building side by side. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Suicide by suicide squad. <laughs> nope. That didn't work. Um, I also, yes, so the, this they're about to go into the, the club on their mission, and they all have very cool names. And we had some pretty badass nicknames at the beginning of, of the episode. Um, but would you That's guys right, like Dr. To... Cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Methuselah um, agrees. What, did you, what was yours? God, I forget. Bloodfucker. Bloodfucker. Yes, okay. Um... I should remember because that's what I call my sister. Um, no. <laughs> okay. It's just a very common nickname, I mean, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, 
But I found this website, Badass Nicknames, based on personality. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to bring that up when we were back on. What are some cool nicknames? Well, so the first one, the first three are explained, and then I think you have to kind of figure out for yourself what yeah, the rest I mean, of them like, yeah. are. It should be kind of obvious. The first one We're is not go Let's, let's go through and, and see which one applies to each of us the most. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to go so, through all 100 of them. No, 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 no. no, no it's not 100 of them, yeah. There is uh, 100 the of is, them. There are 50 for I, boys the, and 50 for girls. The link that I put in the chat is a different one than the one. Oh, from. oh this is from... Uh, yeah, that's uh, a cool This is from legit.ng. Yes, I'm reading blendtw.com. Badass nicknames oh, based okay. on personality. Yeah, so first we have Jem, which is a good one for a rich person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then we have Fire, which is a good nickname for a hot-tempered person. Oh, okay. For someone who is on fire. And then to um, to introduce some variety, we also have Flame, which is a good nickname for a hot-tempered person. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, so there's really only two types of personalities that they explain. The next couple... <laughs> rich and mad. Rich and mad. So uh, we've also got hydro, which you know, which is good for gotta say, not that you, you can't either be rich or mad. That's pretty. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. One of the richest men in the world is also one of the maddest. That's men in also the world. true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's a good nickname for a divorced person? What's a good? I name? really like drinking water, so I can be hydro. Hydro. We've got leaf, which is a good nickname for a leaf-tempered a person. Um. <laughs> Crimson, greatness. I think oh. you can tell what that what the greatness. trait is. Call me one. greatness. No, <laughs> all my friends do. No, we don't. <laughs> don't listen um, to him. It's not true. The I'm going to stop at number eleven because it's I. I think yeah, you need to explain. But yourself. I have to skip. I have to skip forward to thirteen, which is just crazy. Oh, crazy is pretty good. What a badass nickname. Um, but anyway, number eight is Lover um, for a sex-tempered person. Okay. I am not ever going to ask my friends to call me Lover. <laughs> well, If a friend of mine asked you me have to, to call them Lover, them. I would say no, no, and I never want to talk to you again. <laughs> hey, Sam. Never well, mind. Careful. Never mind. The, Sam's not here tonight. It's, <laughs> I don't want to risk he, it. Sam's not here today. It's only oh, sorry. Blood hey, fucker. hey, bloodfucker. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm the one. <laughs> what about what about if if a friend asked you to call them meltdown? Oh, if it's I have a hot temper personality. Oh, or no, it's just because I'm a fucking mess. Um, and then we've got number ten, which is gray. I guess another Eeyore personality type. <laughs> if you're really, really boring, yeah. And um, number eleven, I don't know how they why they buried this in the middle of the uh, list of badass nicknames based on a on personality. Um, but I think you can get. I mean, it's pretty obvious what this one is a nickname. Um, like what kind of personality this is a nickname for. Number eleven is Mortimer. Oh, is it someone named Mortimer? That's just a it's name. For if, it's for if some. It's for when someone is very named Mortimer. That, yeah, that's just a name. <laughs> That's just that's, a name. That's my personality. Is it's I'm not even I'm the guy who's name. named Mortimer. I mean, if you're like Mort, could be a nickname. Mort, Mort is a nickname for someone named Mortimer. Death or Morty. Yeah, Mortimer is just a name. There's also pomegranate. Every, in every here. dead person I, know. I know, I call them Morty. Mm -hmm. Exactly because they have the personality of being dead. Of being dead. Meanwhile, in the movie, they go into the club, mm -hmm. and yes. Nissa is like. Now, Blade, 
you're gonna see some fucked up shit. Please uh-huh. just be chill. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like- she warns him that he might see vampires feeding on humans. We <laughs> don't see that. No, we don't see no. that. Yeah. What we do see is way weirder. Blade is like, okay, I am gonna judge them, though. So. They go into the club, and the first thing we see, besides the massive crowd of dancing vampires, mm-hmm. is two vampires, like, sitting at a bar putting razor blades yeah, in each other's Yeah, putting mouths. razor blades on their tongues like their, um, like their, their, their LSDs. Like their They're like acid, acid tabs, yeah. And then yeah. making out with them. And then making out, assumedly to bleed into each the other's The second mouths? thing we see is Rush, who is like, hi, hey, I'll get, I'll get out of your way. <laughs> Still got the feather boa, looking good. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Yeah, and then, um. Yeah, there, there's somebody being filleted. I don't know what this was supposed to be, but yeah, there's a lady I whose did not back like is like it. sliced. No, open. no, they're not being they're not being filleted. They're not being filleted. They're being flayed. Flayed. I wrote. Yeah, her filleted. back is like open, and the the guy's like giving her like a very deep tissue massage. <laughs> yeah, he might be tattooing her guts or something. I don't know. Oh, it kind of did look like he was like tattooing. A rib cage. Yeah, or no, yeah. just her trapezius. Ribs or something. Just vampire things. Yeah, you could see her it's whole. So you could see her whole gross. last trapezius. It was nasty. This is like. This is yeah. This is like a foot long cut down her spine, and it's like pried open, like several mm-hmm. inches, just to really icky, illustrate. Icky. People are getting some nasty tattoos. Priest, just- by the way, priest is like, why don't we just kill everybody here on the off chance that any of them are reapers? Half of them aren't even purebloods anyway, so who cares? Right? Oh, Which man. Which I have to say, that, I, I mean, I guess this is supposed to be characterizing for priests more than it's supposed to be characterizing for the blood pack and what their mission is, but I was like, wait, is that is that okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Just like, vampires... oh, if we kill every vampire who's not one of us, then the Reapers will definitely be dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a wild thing to... Meanwhile, Same. Scud is in the van outside watching more Powerpuff Girls. He's got like an array of TVs that are all playing different cartoons. It's so <laughs> it's uh I love I love Scud. He says, How's the how's the weather W? You dry up there, sweetheart? I can't believe I didn't notice him calling him W. That's more <laughs> syllables than Whistler. Yeah, Whistler yeah. is It's harder to say. Uh, Whistler is up uh, there with a piece of corrugated metal. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, his like shitty makeshift umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, th- this is where Reinhardt. I fucking love this part. Reinhardt points his gun at Blade, and he's like, "Oh, it would be so easy." But then Chupa is like, "Dude, look!" And he looks down at his chest and sees that there's a laser sight from Blade's gun already at his heart. <laughs> Yes, and Blade's and got his Blade hands crossed. And Blade just looks over at him and it's smiles at him. Yes. I, Blade smiling is literally my favorite thing to see in the world. I There's love... something about just him having the sunglasses on and smiling that it's I so love the good. Blade smile. There was this two, it was so one of two good. moments, like that one, and at the very beginning of the movie where he's chasing those uh, vampires through like those hallways. There's a uh-huh. part where he looks to the side and slows down, and he's just, like, looking, and it's like one of his eyebrows is raised or something, and just the face, it fucking sent me. Um, he looks so good. I, lo- I love Remember him so much. Remember when superheroes, like, enjoyed their talents and their fights and stuff? No. Good time. No. 
So this is where we get uh, a shot that I have to assume is iconic of Blade just standing crossed arms mm-hmm. on the dance floor while everyone dances around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the camera pans down and we see that underneath the floor... There's, like, six Reapers hiding down there, waiting to attack. And one of them, who I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be Jared Nomak, says, Daywalker. Yeah. And that's where we're stopping. The floor is, like, a grate. Yeah, which, you know, you have to assume it's because they're doing the blood rave. Not great to dance on, I would imagine. That would be wasteful, though. But it is great to dance on. Ah. Oh, yeah, here, I got got the exact frame. To dance on. Good one, Methuselah. Thanks, bloodfucker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a good he looks face. Like a sneaky little guy. I love him. He says, He's my little guy. Did I do that? Great oh. movie so far. Oh yeah. Yes. I just, you know, very good. When Blade's on screen, you can't you can't help but have a good time. I don't know. He's yes. he's just I mean, we'll yes. see when we get to yes. Blade Trinity. I hope we see as much of him as we can. Mhm. In Trinity, the movie Blade Trinity. Blade 1. The Blade 1. The Blade uh, Runner. I don't think just I'm lied about people being from Transylvania. <laughs> His family emigrated from Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, Marissa Tomei's. Any other thoughts? Um, Good movie. His his sunglasses did change style a little bit. They're right? a little they're bit, but they they shape. give the same vibe. They do. They're still like super thin, like yeah. slightly pointed inwards. Very of their era. Hmm. I don't have anything else to say about the movie so far. You know what? It's this movie's good. bad. Oh. I don't think he's had any quips so far. Well, you know. Has he? I, I, unless I missed some. Maybe he's saving up. I mean, he's, Maybe had, he's, some, he's had some like body language quips. Some motherfuckers say- always try to roller skate in a square, he says. Yeah, as he but he didn't, say, he didn't say the thing about ice skating uphill until the end of the first movie. That's and he, true. you know what? He said the thing about there's more dangerous things on the street there out tonight. Me, um, he said that to Karen, mm-hmm. and so he needs a little sidekick or a new person to, you know, he needs an audience stand in. That's to true. Talk I, to, I, we to better get to. some great scenes of him quipping at Scud and Whistler later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Whistler wouldn't be impressed by his quipping, but Scud would be like, Haha, "Yeah, you rule, dude." Also, I have to say, shout out to Karen. She just went back. She's just back at work. Yeah, she just got not she's in the fuck out of She's doing fine. She's got out yeah. of that life. She's still doing praxis. She's giving blade to serum. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's having conversations with her friends, and they'll say something like, "Oh, that guy's such a bloodsucker," and she'll say, "Hey, that's not nice." I know people go, who are like I that. Love... They're perfectly fine. No, they're not. They're not though. She's never met anybody who's like that. That's perfectly fine. Well, bl- yeah, blade specifically blade. doesn't drink blood when he can help it. <laughs> He doesn't like that he did do that one. He calls them yeah, suckheads. Suck she probably kid. died, let's be honest. She probably died from blood loss. She probably died from blade loss, a.k.a. <laughs> broken heart, not hanging with blade heart. anymore. <laughs> yeah, good for Karen. Get Just getting back out there. She yeah. had a, a weird phase in her life. Maybe she'll like bust in when Blade's at his darkest moment and uh, with like a doozy and say, catch you fuckers at a bad time. Or she'll bust. He's like dying, and she'll just she'll just like d- uh, like repel down the, through the ceiling or something, and yeah. be like, "Blade, drink me again." <laughs> <laughs> I've had two years to restore all my blood. I yeah, Come get it, big right. boy. Don't want to get our hopes up. She she does not appear in the credits of this movie. No, I I really don't think she's in the film. Um, no, 
she went back to her job at the hematology mm-hmm. lab. She's doing fine. Uh, she Curtis is also PTO. back. It's a little awkward. <laughs> also back. Karen, Karen, can you pass me the Wilson report? I don't want things to be awkward between us. <laughs> they got back together. Please don't oh, hit me with a big bone again. She had four thoughts. <laughs> she had four thoughts. I think that's it. I think we got it. Yeah. That's podcast. Find us on Twitter at zero to zero underscore pod if I remember to post on there anymore. Co-host at zero to zero, which I do remember to post on. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. Listen to my other podcasts, Doctor Huh, where we watch Doctor Who in a random order, and Sounds by Light, where we watch Kingdom Hearts in as normal an order as Kingdom Hearts can have. Yeah. Hi. Uh, you can find Hi. me on Twitter at Gigalithic. Uh, you can find me um, in other places as Gigalithic. That's pretty much the name I use everywhere. Um, can find you in the Guinness Book of World Records for oldest living person. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> they gave it to Methuselah. Um, you can find me uh, in seven days uh, crawling out of your television. Because <gasps> of the tape I rented? Mm-hmm. And watched. Oh. I knew I should have just put it on in the background while yeah. I washed the dishes. Sorry, Giga. I rented it. I actually don't have a VCR. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's I will. Like you don't even want Giga to visit you. I'll I'll watch it. I will. I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I need to do it like today, because like otherwise the seven days thing won't be. Real. Okay. Well, I probably won't. <laughs> I'm Val Flight Cub. I'm on a uh, Tumblr at Flight Cub and Twitter at Flight Cub. B. The second B uh, stands for B. E. Like Scud calls Blade. And you're on LinkedIn as Doctor Cocktail. I am. The professional name, non the plume. Mm-hmm. We're hosted on noisepace.xyz with various other podcasts. Comarocho yes. uh, Radio, I think they will probably have a a, a first impressions episode uh, on Like, like a, a Dragon, Dragon Ishii soon. Mm. At the end of the day, you have to admit, this is the end of the episode. This is the end of the We are still going to stop recording really the podcast true. now. Um, <laughs> Blah! Until next blah, time, blah, blah. I don't want to watch Silver Surfer. I don't. Hey, please do not suck my blood with your tentacle tongues. Oh, I like being a vampire. I don't want to be a turbo vampire. I do not want to have the Reaper train. Bye. It's hard to say. Bye. Bye.